Here is the second of our two exclusive KGEZ Good Morning Show drill downs made possible by Dent Magic, the Valley's leader in less invasive car repair, to Washington, D.C., and uh, Linda Kenyon. Hi, Linda. Hey, good morning. We start another rocky week in Washington and around the world. Uh, we just had some breaking news. Former President Trump has officially appealed his $454 million New York civil fraud trial. So he's not going to be paying up anytime soon. It could take as much as six months under New York state law for him to actually file all the formal paperwork for that appeal. So uh, he is using the legal system in a legal way to delay the proceedings and to delay having to pay this $454 million fine, which, by the way, was accruing interest compounded daily to the tune of more than $100,000. So that will freeze uh, that interest part of it until the thing is resolved, huh? Technically, yes, but let's see what happens next, because this is a roller coaster ride, and as they say, keep your hands inside the tram at all times. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Linda, Congress is back in town, and I, uh, they've got, I, I, even, I can't even figure out what job one is going to be. <laughs> uh, job one is pretty much rivaled with job two. Job one is to keep the government open. And job two is to pass foreign aid bill. And uh, it's looking more and more likely. We have two government shutdown deadlines looming, one right after the other, uh, because Congress gave itself short-term continuing resolutions, continuing previous funding levels, not current fiscal year funding levels, uh, while they could work out the uh, their differences. But it, right now it does not appear that they've been able to work out their differences. Uh, and uh, the first uh, government shutdown... Uh, deadline is, uh, well, it's uh, March 1st, and the second one is March 8th. So this could be the fourth time in six months that the current Congress is facing the prospects of a government shutdown. Okay, that's this Friday and the following Friday. That's well, not much time. Yeah, that's right. But Linda, are you so, aware, uh, uh, and you're reporting, are you aware of, uh, you know, any any progress being made in in, in either of these areas? I am not aware of any progress. I know that the staff has been working around the clock. Uh, Congress, as you may recall, has been out of town for uh, more than a week now and uh, is just coming back into town this week. Uh, the uh, top uh, congressional leaders are set to meet with President Biden at the White House, uh, I believe, as soon as tomorrow. Uh, there'll be a very strong talking to at that point. Um, now, keep in mind uh, that tangled up within this uh continuing resolution issue is uh, funding, foreign aid funding for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, etc. And then Ukraine is at a critical moment of having run out of U.S. funding and basically rationing their bullets, quite frankly, as Russia is regaining territory that it uh, that uh, it initially took from Ukraine, that Ukraine took back, and now uh, Ukraine, uh, Russia is about to uh, overrun certain cities uh, and uh, really is imperiling uh, Ukraine, which has passed the two-year mark of the uh, of the uh, war, defending itself against Russia. We're now in year three. Yeah, I have a couple of observations on um, Volodymyr Zelensky. 
Uh, number one, boy, is he looking haggard and tired. He is just looking yeah. like he's been run, as my mother used to say, <laughs> look like I've been drugged through seven cities. And the other thing, <laughs> and the other thing I'm noticing is that uh, um, he's uh, um, he's really getting very good at speaking English. Oh, he's always been very good at speaking English, quite frankly. Um, in fact, uh, having seen him a couple of times at the White House, uh, he was talking to uh, the president in English. And even uh, directed some of his remarks to the media. I remember he turned to us at a cabinet meeting at one point, and he said, I want to thank all of the journalists for all the hard work that you're doing in getting the word out uh, about this war and about uh, Ukraine fighting for its very life. And without the work that you do, the world would not know about this. And, uh, yeah, it's just that he has uh, spoken alternately in uh his native language and English uh, quite a bit, so that the international community can can uh, you know zone in on what he's saying. But yeah, he is very impressive when it comes to his ability to speak English. And uh, I am in awe of anybody who can speak more than one language. So I am especially uh, <laughs> impressed by by his uh, linguistic ability. I wish I had it myself. Well, I saw an interview uh, that was done. I think this was a live interview, and uh, and this one had an interpreter. So I think the more technical that uh, the questions are, the, the, the more uh, comfortable he is in speaking in Ukrainian. Yeah, yeah, that that's true, as as one might you know expect. But nonetheless, yeah, he's a very good English speaker, and uh, yeah, and especially you know when he comes to Washington, he speaks uh, when he addresses Congress, uh, when he speaks with President Biden. You know, yes, the uh, Ukrainian um, uh, reporters will follow him, much like the White House uh, reporters will follow President Biden when he travels to another country. So he will speak in Ukrainian for the Ukrainian. Um, uh, press while he's in the U.S., but uh, he's very fluent in English. I remember right after the invasion, I started watching that Servant of the People yes. TV show, and it was in Ukrainian yes. with subtitles, but every once in a while they broke into English, so it must be a second language there. Yeah, English is kind of a second language all over uh, a lot of the world, so, um, you know, I know that... Uh, I haven't been to Europe often, but when I have, I, I have found that uh, people have been pretty gracious about allowing you to, uh, uh, you know, about speaking English. And uh, and if you give an attempt at all to speak their language, uh, it is appreciated in most cases. Yeah, except, uh, well, I, I guess the one place in Europe I've been where they weren't real happy with English was France. Certainly. Paris. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They, that is that is very true. Um, they they don't seem to uh, to take to it very kindly. I no. felt that way at <laughs> customs <laughs> in France. <laughs> yeah. um, we we got a report uh, uh, earlier this morning about an Air Force uh, member of the Air Force that burned himself, uh, put himself on fire in front of the uh, uh, Israeli embassy in D.C. Do we know any more about that? Yeah, we do know that uh, uh, he he uh, self-immolated uh, outside the Israeli embassy yesterday afternoon at around 1 o'clock. We know that he has died. Uh, he was protesting the uh, Israel uh, and its war against Hamas, but most specifically he was talking about uh, 
freedom for the Palestinian people and protesting the uh, killing of thousands and thousands of Palestinian civilians as Israel has taken on Hamas uh, following Hamas's attack on Israel on October 7th. And it's, uh, I, uh, my understanding is that uh, he uh, did it live on YouTube. Oh, boy. Yeah, he, he did... Uh, he did stream it on social media. Um, social media pulled it down, but part of it did get out before the uh, algorithms uh, blocked it. Hmm. Uh, I, it. How strong is the uh, the protests uh, against uh, Israel uh, in D.C.? We don't have any sense of that here. Yeah, it, you know, I've seen scattered protests outside the White House, quite frankly, almost every day. Um, not very large groups, but certainly protests, people holding up uh, various banners and and shouting, and uh, some people with megaphones um, uh, protesting. Um, I have seen isolated small groups of protesters outside embassies um, and uh, also on Capitol Hill uh, during uh, committee hearings. I have seen people, uh, the public's allowed in on committee hearings, and they will come into the hearings and then disrupt them. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, the sentiment is pretty high in Washington and in, uh, I was recently in New York City and I saw the same thing. Uh, I was also in Ohio, uh, last week, uh, on a, uh, a presidential pool trip. Uh, I was the, uh, radio pool reporter and, uh, Ohio and Pennsylvania and we did see lining the streets. Uh, various uh, small gatherings of protesters uh, holding up signs, uh, in, you know, condemning Israel, uh, calling President Biden uh, Genocide Joe um, for supporting Israel. And uh, Israel has, of course, uh, taken a very big toll uh, with its response to Hamas uh, against uh, Palestinian civilians uh, who have uh, been killed in the war. And um, there seems to be everywhere we go more and more of these scattered protests. I think as we get closer to Election Day, um, most specifically, um, you know, in the ramp up to the uh, nominating conventions, we're going to see major protests. And on the nominating conventions themselves, we're probably going to see a huge police presence and massive outbreaks of protests. I, uh, this is kind of reminiscent of the Vietnam War, if we remember the 1968 uh, in Chicago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There is that, uh, there is that comparison. Um, I'm sure that we're going to get a lot of uh, guidance on that as we get closer to, uh, well, each successive primary. We also have, you know, Super Tuesday is coming up, and uh, so I would imagine there's going to be a lot of protests in various states that take part in Super Tuesday in this uh, primary campaign in which we uh, find ourselves now. And, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's sentiment all over the globe that um, seems to be turning against Israel or has already turned against Israel because of uh, what is viewed as much more than collateral damage in terms of the sheer number of of innocent Palestinian civilians who have been killed. But as Israel and, the, and uh, various officials continue to remind us, Hamas uh, invaded Israel and uh, not only killed innocent Israelis, but also took... 
uh, hundreds of people hostage, and many of them are still being held hostage, and negotiations for their release seem to be very rocky. Linda, as always, we appreciate your great reporting, and thank you for drilling down for us this morning. You are welcome. Maybe tomorrow we'll have some good news. All right. We'll look forward to it. (laughs)